talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. I test many new products, and it's not often that one really impresses me. But that's exactly what happened with a revolutionary new hearing aid I discovered called Ergo. Ergo is helping millions of people get back into the hearing game. Many people avoid hearing aids because they're embarrassed by the look. But the new lines from Ergo are not only invisible, but they're rechargeable and extremely comfortable. Plus, Ergo is supported by licensed hearing professionals that are available around the clock over the phone or online. That means no visits to a doctor's office. If you're one of the millions of people who suffer from hearing loss, then it's time to do something about it. Contact Ergo today at 800-912-3131 or visit myergo.com. Tell them Mark and Marcia sent you. And welcome, as always, delighted to be spending our Saturday with you. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're uh, home, I assume, safe and healthy. And uh, we've got a great show for you today. If you are listening to us, uh, you can do that in many ways, the one you're listening right now. Or if you want to listen to us on the WS Radio app, that's the easiest one. Just get into the App Store, and you can listen in your car, in your house, anywhere you want. Uh, also, you can listen on the many streaming services. And yet, you can still listen to us on Twitter. Marsha, how do they do that? You can listen to us like Jim Katzeman, Jeffrey Aztec Barnes, Ray Wang. How are you, gentlemen? Thank you for joining us on Twitter. We uh, Valencia have is there, too. Live... She was there early, by the way. Valencia Who? signed in early. To... Valencia, Valencia signed in early today. Oh, I didn't see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can listen to us on live stream on Twitter, which is a little more fun than, I think, listening to the uh, archives, only because you get the comments of all the people and my and Kurt Boothman run, produces the Twitter stream, so he'll be answering your questions. And if you have a question for us, tweet to me, hashtag tech radio or Mark, and we'll try and answer your questions in between the breaks. Yeah, exactly. And we've got 11 people watching the live stream on Twitter. Hey, cool. Maybe we should do a video. Maybe we'll get a big, or maybe they'll, nobody will watch us if we do no, a video but by the No, no video. I keep telling you, no, no video. I know, by I the, know. You don't want to get dressed up. Well, you but, know. you know, it doesn't exactly work with this system. And plus, um, we keep this going on Twitter uh, forever. It's archived there. And usually by the end of the week, we get 600 to 700 uh, listens on it, so that's not bad. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. And uh, there's actually a story that we're going to be talking about a little later about uh, video streaming, uh, which is a fun story. So we'll do that shortly. Uh, otherwise, another quiet week, I'm sure, for all of us sitting around watching lots of TV. Uh, I know I have been. I'm the my main concern now is will we run out of stuff to watch? Well, I'm you know, running out and, of stuff to watch. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I've got some stuff on Hulu, fortunately. So we'll talk about TV later in the show. We can talk about uh, some of the things that you can do. Uh, we, we've all been talking about you know the, the big news story and opening the But before the we do the news, I just want to oh, let yeah. you know, on Sundays, I usually curate my tweets on Sundays like the Sunday newspaper, you know, things you'd okay. read in a Sunday newspaper. Yeah. And I tweet a lot of the psychology of how we are affected by sitting mm-hmm. at home for this long. And uh, there's mm-hmm. a good one this weekend that I'm sharing. And there's a lot of psychology behind it. And, you know, 
they call it COVID-19 because you're going to put on 19 pounds, although you I've know, lost weight. so. And I've lost weight, too. The, uh, remarkably enough, I've lost about eight and a half pounds being home. I don't know yeah, if it's Yeah, I'm not I'm, interested you know, in eating because I can't go uh, to restaurants and get the good stuff. <laughs> no, I'm okay with the eating part. It's I think that I'm just not, you know, I would on the way home for lunch, I would stop at Jersey Mike's or I would stop at Baja Well, Fresh. that's what I'm you saying, know. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, right, because they're they're so high in calories that right? I think just eating at home, I'm not eating what I was, and you know, for, I'm the lowest weight I've been for a long time, which you know, you kind of surprised because you think I'm going to be home all day, I'm going to eat in cookies, candies, and ice cream all day long, but fortunately, it hasn't worked out that way. So who knows? Uh, maybe so we've discovered me. a new diet. Yeah, tell exactly. Me. We we we've been kind of going a little into this every week, but the cell phone contact tracing. Yeah, I mean, you, you let me tell you what, tell us what basically what it, it is. Uh, I mean, it's very interesting. Um, and there's a number of countries that are already doing this. So let me tell you exactly what it means and what well, it is. Well, you know, and which is why we were always saying, oh, if you go to China, they're going to be tracking you everywhere. And right. the same thing in South Korea and, and the other yeah. countries you're going to mention. And you know for sure in Israel, they know where oh, your yeah. toe is at every moment. Absolutely. So the point is, this has been going on around the world, and we've always been so, well, this stuff doesn't happen in America because land of the free and blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, it's, it's about finally to. happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's about to. I mean, basically, your mobile carrier can track your locations at all time. They analyze your cell towers. For example, in South Korea, when someone is diagnosed with COVID, uh, the towers, uh, those towers' hits are shared with local governments. They combine them with CCTV footage, credit card receipts, and interviews. They then broadcast those results on the web through text messaging. So and that's if you're one in the U, and if you're in the U.S., it'll combine it with your super market receipt because you signed up for that club to give you discounts at the supermarket and they sell your data right there you go and china businesses and public transit systems have qr code scanners outside so everybody that gets on one of those uh transportation systems must scan a qr code from the app on their phone and then all these motions go into a central government database and they figure out who's been sick so that's and China. the thing is, just so you know, when you get off the plane at Hong Kong or Shanghai, they take, and this is way back, because I was there a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. they take your temperature. They're not letting anybody in that country if you're sick, or at yeah. least they were trying to, but who yeah. knows what whatever happened. And when people immigrated into the United States at the turn of the century, they had to go through a complete physical at Ellis Island, if you remember, mm -hmm. you were right, not sure. allowed in this country if you had the measles. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in Taiwan, uh, anyone who's already supposed to be under home quarantine has their phone checked by authorities remotely. The police will get an alert if the phone is turned off for more than 15 minutes. So, uh, dun, dun, dun. you know, if you turn off your phone, that's not going to help you to get outside. Uh, it's kind of crazy. The Hamagan app in Israel will check your phone's GPS history against the central government database, uh, random GPS coordinates with the health, min health ministry. Uh, so they do their traditional contact contract tracing methods. Uh, if you've crossed paths with anybody affected, it alerts you, but does not direct the authorities, which I guess is pretty good. Um, so the question is, and they, and they do other things in Singapore, uh, 
Singapore's trace together relies on phones running the apps in the background. So, you know, we've all talked about this here. Marsha has extensively talked about, you know, the privacy issues and things like that. Uh, it turns out that it may not work here the way it does in other countries uh, because it relies on an app. So only 12 – But wait, well, only, back – pull the car over for just one second. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not going to be an app. It's well, a joint it's be, effort yeah, between phone, right. Apple and Google, and it's built into your operating right. system, which means you don't have anything to download. You have no choice, just like in China, Singapore, Israel. There's right, no voluntary exactly. about it. Well, and, you know, they, they have to be able to share data, obviously, because you've got Android phones and iOS phones. They have to be able to talk to each other and tell someone you've just passed someone that has, you know, an illness right. or something. Um, so apparently we, you know, and the, the reality is that not everybody in the U.S. actually has smartphones, obviously. So if right. you don't have a smartphone, that's an issue. Uh, South Korea uses text messaging and carrier-based locations. I mean, even if you don't have a smartphone, you still can be traced because the, the phone, even like my wife, if you have a flip phone, it still has a GPS. It still built pings. Into the phone. Yeah, it still right. pings to the tower. Yeah, exactly. And it's a matter of what we're willing to accept. Now, if it turns out that you didn't accept it because it was one of those, uh, what do they call that negative opt? Though, you know, where they, if you don't reply, they. Right, I, right. Yeah, you're not opted in. And there's also the issue of, well, uh, when you're through, I'll explain. Yeah. Well, no, basically that was it. So, so this is coming. So it's just, there's just not that many, you know, of, of whatever percentage of people in the U.S. don't have smartphones, and well, frankly, Mark, there's still a lot. The reason the flip phone won't work is because it doesn't have the updated Bluetooth, and right. any smartphones that are five years old or older do not have the technology in their Bluetooth to participate in this, to be able to see if they are close to somebody else with COVID. It won't mm -hmm. work. So, you know, that hence the big push, you notice uh, there's new cheap Apple phone this, trying to get people into newer phones. But I want to tell you, and we're, I'm going to review this when it finally arrives. So, you know, I'm a privacy nut and I, I am tinfoil hat, everything. Yep. Um, I'm going to take my regular phone out with me, maybe turn it on maybe once or something. Or I'm going to leave it home all the time. And I've requested the Huawei P40 phone from China, mm. which will is not has no Google parts in it at all. Yeah, There's that's, no a, that's Android. interesting. So I'm going to see if I can jump the system. Now, like I said, I'll turn on the phone, the other phone, just every now and then, or I'll leave it on but leave it at home. But to compare what the difference is with the tracing system and without see what kind of so that ought to be an interesting post i think yeah and do you have any concerns that if you're not getting that information it can be harmful to you if you just well the truth well the truth is i ain't going anywhere i would well, you know right. yeah, we're not, none of us let's are. face it <laughs> so yeah, i'm not around. going anywhere and even when things are lifted um you know i don't go out i have no plans on going out without a mask or being right. near anybody who isn't wearing a mask. So, sure. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, uh, you know, in the darkness, a, a, uh, a slight bit of light comes out on Friday. The FDA issued an emergency authorization to use remdesivir as a COVID-19 treatment. And even Dr. Fauci, we all love Dr. Fauci. You know that Dr. Fauci is, they're coming out with a bobblehead. A oh, they came Fauci out with bobblehead. it already. Yeah. There's a, yeah well, did it's, you see yeah, the Saturday Night Live? Did you see the Saturday Night Live? Oh, with Brad Night Pitt? Live? Yeah, that, that was great. Was great. That was great. Uh, Dr. Fauci was portrayed by Brad Pitt. Now, who... Dr. Fauci has been a significant portion of the healthcare system of the United States and the HHS oh, forever. For, for many, many years. So he's not uh, you know, Johnny come lately in this. Oh, God, field. no. He and, was one in the forefront of HIV research. And, and it's worth, you know, checking out his background and all that, you know. So, yeah. So yeah. anyway, I, he said that this is a very promising drug. It's not a vaccine, so we're still going to be waiting for a while for a vaccine. But if they could come out with a uh, medical, oh, I keep forgetting what the term is, uh, medicine that would lessen the effects and help you not die, that would be an amazing thing. And that would really help to get the world back on track. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. But, you know, hopefully the FDA approved emergency use, which is great. Well, and for those of you who want to know a little bit more about this drug, it was really developed. They got their first patents in, for this drug in 2017 when they were targeting it as a possible treatment for the Ebola virus. Right. But that didn't pan out, and they kind of let it lag, and they have patents in the United States. So technically, they license it to other countries okay, yeah. and other drug companies. So they are the only company that can manufacture it until 2037, until it goes generic. What's kind of interesting about it, um, they're here in California in Laverne. In January and by the beginning of April, it had stockpiled enough to treat 140,000 patients, each over the course of 10 days. The company also said it plans to produce enough remdesivir to treat 500,000 patients by October and a million patients by the end of 2020. Yeah, yeah. So you know, fantastic. So hopefully there's some hope, and and, you know that we're all going to get out of our houses soon. There. Well, but the best the best thing about this is even though it's a patented drug, which usually means equals expensive. Right. This is not going to. It's not going to be. The actual cost of a 10-day course for one person is $9. So uh, that's fabulous. And they're donating a certain amount of it. So bravo to Gilead, the company. And uh, Science and uh, technology will save us. 1.5 million individual doses are available for compassionate use. So that means no charge. Yeah, that's great. So go Gilead. Thank you. Thanks to our radio show, technology will save you. You should always listen to our show. We'll tell you what to do. Now, you're, you found a story that I just love. I think this is a great story. Uh, tell us about the fishies. Oh, the fishy story. Okay. Yeah. This is, I just love this. I got so excited when I saw it, I had to text you. So there's a Japanese aquarium, and they have these spotted garden eels. And because nobody's been coming in, they've become shy. And they're burrowing in the sand and are beginning to forget about humans, which is worrying their keepers. So what they're going to do, and I'm going to share it on Twitter right now because this is an event. Uh, They're going to set up five iPads for three days. And in United States time, 
Uh, well, in Pacific time, it would be tonight, 5 p.m. PT to 10 p.m. That would be tonight, tomorrow, and Monday. Okay. And I will tweet out the addresses that you put in FaceTime so that you can FaceTime for five minutes with the eels. They ask you not to make a lot of noise. Just wave to them, say hello, you know, be animated so the eels will be interested and hopefully the eels will not be sad anymore because they're so sad. And I, you know, I'll tell you something about eels. I have a, a good-sized fish tank in my house, and I've had eels in the past. Not necessarily these kind of eels, but they're really long, big. They're black and white. They're beautiful. And that eel was my friend. Every time I came to the fish tank, he came flying over to where I was. If I walked to the left, he'd follow me to the left. If I walked Aww. to the right, he'd follow me to the right. And I loved that eel. And uh, it was a beautiful creature. And, yeah, they do. You know, you look at fish. Fish are very interesting. They follow you around, certain kinds of fish. So this is a cool story. I really like it. Yeah, so thank you. So I just tweeted out the addresses for the FaceTime. So only five minutes per person. You'll be cut off after five minutes. But I'm going to be jamming to FaceTime with the eels. It's only tonight, tomorrow night, and Monday night. So there yeah, you go. Help yeah, Save the eels. Cool. Very, very cool. I like it. Uh, okay, so tell us who Tim Berners-Lee is and what's he doing now. Tim Berners-Lee is a unique kind of guy. He, he really is. Uh, I met him the same time I met um, Vin Cerf, Vince Cerf, at an event with Ray Wang. And he, I would say Tim Berners-Lee is a creative genius, <laughs> He is the person who put together the web. He's called Father of the World Wide Web. Mm -hmm. And he and Vint put it together. Vint did the IP addresses and he did the rest of it. So they are. So when we heard him speak last time, one of the things that we all were very upset about is all this data. All this data all the personal data being stored in one place and being sold by other people. Um, we have an array of platforms and apps that are run by corporations seeking to profit off personal information. I don't believe so, that. They would never do that. Hit, Sorry. They would never do No, heavens, no. No, never. And Tim said it's time to take back the web. And, quote, personal empowerment through data. Now, he feels that if you, if, if your data is being used, you should get, you should be recompensed for it. You should get mm -hmm. something for it. And, you know, now when we have to adjust our uh, preferences, when we log on to a new website, I literally weigh, is it worth it to me to give these people my data for what I'm going to get on this website and I think about it every time, and if the answer is no, I just click off the website. Mm -hmm. um, he said that the Internet has been abused by powerful entities for everything like mass surveillance to fake news to psychological manipulation to corporations commodifying individuals' information. I mean, even if you take Elon Musk's crazy rant yesterday... Yeah. Who needed that? And and what did right. that do to Tesla stock? Really? Well, kill te oh, kill Tesla stock. But more importantly, <laughs> but that's it's just the point. it's just out. It's crazy. 
that's the point. So I would say what Elon was doing, in my humble opinion, you know, it's just an opinion, was spreading misinformation or whatever. Or maybe it was, who knows. But he says we have to decentralize the web and take power from the forces that have profited from centralizing it. So he started a new company called Inrupt. And you can go to that, I-N-R-U-P-T dot com. And I'll tweet about it. And he says it's time to reset the balance of power on the web and reignite its true potential. So what so does this mean? It's, says, it's a browser? What, what, what is it that we will use? I think it's a whole new... He says it's technically potent, an open source platform built to decentralize the web. Inrupt is the company that's helping to fuel solid success. So in other words, it's like a new web. It's We launch our browsers to something else. Uh, in, a new, in a new era, it exists to drive a course correction of the web using tools and principles embodied in Solid, and Solid is uh, their premise. We okay. have the chance to shape a new era. I mean, I'm telling you, and I've met him, Tim Berners-Lee is out there, but he is a genius. <laughs> he must have been he pretty young when he started this, because uh, for, judging from his picture, it doesn't look that old to me now. And if he's the guy that really was responsible for starting and the web. Google it. Google it. Must have been Google 18 it. years old when he did it. Google it. <laughs> yeah, Google it. I will. Yeah, I'm going to so, look up and see. Yeah. Anyway, go to inrupt.com. Join the cause. I, I, I think follow the Twitter account. Uh, Tim Berners-Lee has something here. And if there's someone smart enough to bring us into the future to fix, like you and I were talking about, fix the world, somebody needs to save something, this could inevitably save the Internet. Well, that would be so cool. We like that. Yeah. That's a very good idea. Okay, tell us about uh, Facebook's new uh, transfer photo tool. Eh, it's bogus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, well, the bottom line is, how many people really take pictures with the camera on Facebook? You generally take pictures with your photos, right? Your camera. But you don't use the camera within Facebook. So you You really don't have... I wasn't even aware there was a camera in Facebook. (laughs) There is. I've literally never used anything. I didn't even realize there was one in there. And if you've got Google Photos or Apple Photos... The photos from your de- mobile device are automatically uploaded, correct? Every day. Yes. They, they just yes. go. So you've got a backup. Yep. So why I say it's bogus is it's another way to to trick people who are not tech technology savvy to thinking this is something you need because all your photos on Facebook need to go to Google Photos so you'll have them forever. Mm-hmm. Well, you've probably already got them forever. And they've been working on this, and they call it the Data Transfer Project. Yeah, I got your data. I know what kind of yeah. data they're transferring. Um, what you do, I'm just letting you know that the minute you link your Google account to your Facebook account, mm-hmm. you're giving permission for all kinds of interactions, period. And other companies are in this future of portability data transfer project. Uh, Apple, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, and Twitter. But just remember, every time you connect one of your accounts with another, 
You're sharing the data between them. That's why when you download your supermarket app, you are now giving permission for all kinds of stuff to go to the supermarket, which is why on my mobile device, I use my Chrome browser to go, you know, like if I want to see the menu at a place I'm ordering takeout from, I just go to the their website or a, Google has a link from when you look up the restaurant. I don't download the app. Once you connect two things, you're giving permission to share, which yeah, goes back to what Tim Berners-Lee is saying is the is, is the downfall of the Internet. Okay. All right. Second favorite story of the day. The first was the uh, aquarium. My Are you wearing pants? Story, I am wearing uh, shorts right now. So, because it's been hot in LA, so I'm wearing shorts right now. But apparently, turns out that half of Americans don't always wear pants while working from home. The survey says only 53% of regular uh, of uh, regularly wearing pants working from home while sheltering in place. Uh, the rest might go without pants, skirts, shorts, or any bottoms at all. And this is so true. And I was, Marsha, I don't know if you saw the story. One of the, the news. Good morning, America. Was a good, yeah, good morning, America. Good morning, America. The, yeah. He was he was doing a news segment, and people noticed that they could see his legs. You know, he didn't yeah, realize his, his legs naked were legs, the, the, right? Naked legs, and I thought and it was so funny, and he reacted well, and everybody thought it was so funny. And the reality is, yeah. I mean, I'm sitting in a T-shirt and shorts. You know, one of the great things about radio is that there's no video to worry about, no makeup, no, you know, other things that you might do. So the question is, you should text us and let us know. Uh, are you wearing pants? Are you while wearing you're pants? I yeah, wear you... uh, I wear summer dresses all summer. Okay. So yeah, okay, kind of got pants. But I mean, if, there's a city called Taney Town where police urged residents to put on pants before going out to check their mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems like it might not be a terrible idea. Uh, but I, you I, know, gave, I, I, I did a video, and it was funny. Like, people don't brush their hair. They look like they just roll out of bed. And, you know, then they don't look at the camera when they're on the video calls. They're touching their face. Right, exactly. Um, 51% of people say they wash their face before turning on the camera, and 54% say they brush their hair before right. a video conference. Now, come on, folks. you got to have a little pride in yourself. Yeah, brush your up. hair before you go on camera, for God's sakes, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I've always done that. I mean, you know, if I had a and not that we've had video conferencing all that long, but, yeah, I would always look like Mark, I was going the way I want to be yeah. seen. This is nothing to be proud of. It's just normal sanitation. <laughs> Come Keep on, your folks. pants on, people. Right? What the hell? Uh, By the week coming up next. Don't go away. Join us for part two here on Twitter and in your network. Just click and we'll be there. This is Marsha Collier, Mark Cohen, Kurt, and Wade on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. Come on back. We have a lot more. And I'll go put pants. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Can you help a newborn baby in need? Sometimes the blessing of birth becomes complicated and perilous. Miracle Babies is there to help. Miracle Babies helps moms and dads give their all to their struggling little baby, but still need more. When you give to Miracle Babies, 
you help them give more. More skin-to-skin care, breast milk, and love. Go to MiracleBabies.org and give right now. Be their miracle. I've heard this is like one of the best pizza spots in town. Yes, it is. I'll do a slice of pepperoni, slice of vegetarian. You got it. And I will pay for all of that in three days. In three days? <laughs> What's that mean? Well, wait, you accept credit cards. That money's not going to hit your account for three days anyway. I need my money quicker. At Chase, we hear you. With Express Funding, card payments are in your Chase account the next business day. Go to chase.com slash expressfunding. Chase for business, so you can. Compensated participation, all businesses are subject to credit approval. Not all clients are eligible for next business day funding and additional terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. You've heard me talking about Progressive Medical Center. They have helped me feel my best. And Dr. Goli, tell us a little bit about integrative medicine. Why is that such a big deal at Progressive Medical Center and how can that make me feel better? Integrative medicine is just good medicine. It's combining the best of traditional medicine, nutritional medicine, natural medicine, and really helping the patient get to the root cause so they can take control of their health and really make an impact to improve not only their energy, their vitality, and just their overall outlook on their health and their life. I procrastinated for a long time before I finally made an appointment. So why should someone not delay and go ahead and get set up and come see you guys? Any journey begins with that first step. And that first step means making a decision to recognize that there's something wrong with you. Whether you have fatigue, inappropriate weight gain, not sleeping well, not concentrating, all of these issues, you can get to the root cause. So many of us here at The Fish have gotten help from Progressive Medical Center. So why don't you find out more from them today? Go to ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. This is your life. Live it well. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. 